About five years ago, I stood backstage at Creation Fest producing our main stages, and someone I really respect said to me, you've produced a really slick event here, but I wonder if the Holy Spirit could break through your schedules even if he wanted to. And you know what? Those words have really haunted me. And this year has been the year that every schedule I have made has been broken once, twice, three, and four times. So I actually don't remember who said it to me, but whoever it was, that was a mixed blessing of a prophecy. I thought that this year couldn't have any more changes. And as John said, I wrote a book on change, and one of my dear friends and summer team members just laughs at me that I wrote a book on change and didn't think I was going to need to live through it. I'm so sorry that I had to invite you all to live through it with me. We've had a year and a half of many changes. We're not the same people that we were when we gathered last together. There have been some great joys and some great losses along the way. And I'm sometimes reminded of the beautiful words from Tevya in Fiddler on the Roof. Thank you, God, for choosing us, but couldn't you choose someone else every once in a while? <laughs> we had a really good plan in place for this summer. And then we changed it and changed it and changed it again. And then I was really excited about that outdoor stage, and this whole week have been taking pictures to tell everyone how delighted I am for it. <laughs> and then we had, of course, some tornadoes blow through. One of my dear friends, Toby Lee, said he had this picture that like when the winds parted the Red Sea, that perhaps the winds on this campus are clearing out some clutter in our hearts and our lives so that we can be ready for all that God has yet to do this weekend. And I'm going to preach a really simple message from Romans chapter 15. You'll have the great joy of hearing tomorrow from the preacher who is on the schedule for this morning. And he has done me the great kindness of agreeing to read the scripture for me. So will you please welcome Pastor Ephraim Buckle from London to read us Romans chapter 15, verses 3 to 15. Good morning. Reading Romans 15, 4 to 15 from the ESV. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another, in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, Welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised 
to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy as it is written therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing to your name and again it is said rejoice O Gentiles with his people and again praise the Lord all you Gentiles and let all the peoples extol him and again Isaiah says the root of Jesse will come, even he who arises to rule the Gentiles. In him will the Gentiles hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. It's the word of the Lord. Amen. Thanks be to God. Hey, um, Ephraim, I'd like it if you would always just come with me anytime I preach and just read the word of the Lord so that I can say yes and amen. Um, can we hear a yes and amen? Also, Ephraim, I would like to read the word of the Lord when I hear you preach. <laughs> uh, Ephraim is my brother, and he and my friend Lucas were the two friends who believed God for all that we would see this summer, and I am really grateful for the vision he gave me. Although I did tell Ephraim he gave me the vision of an outdoor stage, and so I think the prophetic word had to shift a little bit. <laughs> this summer, our theme is hope is here. And from this passage in Romans, I just want to remind us what it looks like to live in light of a God of hope after a year and a half like the one that we have had. And the first little word from this passage is a really simple one. It says that our God is a God of endurance and encouragement. Can I just remind us today that the character of our God is the one who endures and encourages. Can I just remind us that whatever state we're in and whatever shape our hearts are in, that the word of the Lord towards us is that the character of Jesus is the God of endurance and the God of encouragement. And endurance is a characteristic that I would have told you I had a little bit of. And then this year it felt like my heart got stretched again and again and again. Did anyone feel particularly in lockdown 3.0, as we lovingly call it, that God stretched your capacity for endurance? I was homeschooled my whole life. I never expected that homeschooling would be so cool. My mom is here, she made it cool. There were moments in which we were beyond our capacity. And one of the beautiful realities of the presence of Jesus with us is that our God is the one who has chosen endurance. I very rarely choose endurance. If there's an easier way to do it, I'll do it that way, please. 
But it says in Hebrews chapter 12 that our God is the one who endured the cross, forgetting the shame for the sake of the joy that was before him. And that joy is the salvation of our souls. And so first and foremost, the character of our God towards us is a God who endures. And secondly, he is the God who encourages. He's the God who speaks kindness and hope and love and life over us. I've been reading this beautiful book called Gentle and Lowly, and it says these words, the kindness of Jesus is kinder towards us than we would choose for ourselves. And my prayer this morning for each one of us is that we would experience something of the kindness of Jesus towards us. And when, it, when we know this, what it says in this passage is that when we know this God of endurance and encouragement, he grants us to live in harmony with one another in accord to Jesus Christ. And there's been this moment that I've lived into this last year and a half where I feel that the enemy of our souls has come to steal and kill and destroy places of harmony. It would be wonderful if during the last 18 months we could say that Christians were unified on every topic. But there have been one or two that have been controversial, haven't there? Do we gather or not gather? Do we mask or not mask? Where do we stand with sexual ethics? Do we sing outside or inside? I could keep going, but that's enough of a list, right? And this passage speaks so beautifully to the prayer of Jesus in John chapter 17, that the church of Jesus Christ would be one so that the world might believe. One of the beautiful realities of Creation Fest is that there are in this room Anglicans, Methodists, Baptists, Free Methodists, which are very different than Methodists, New Frontiers, Calvary Chapel, Elam, Assemblies of God, Apostolic, Non-Denominational, Quaker, Salvation Army, Catholic, and a few other followers of Jesus, raising a hallelujah in the presence of our enemies. And may I simply say this one little word, the invitation that Jesus has given us is to create a welcome for one another. I'm passionate about creating and proclaiming places where we find home in Jesus Christ. And it says in this passage that when we know who Jesus is, that we welcome one another as Christ has welcomed us, and that this brings great glory to God. I have the great joy of being part of a church called Tube Station. We've been able to meet outside since April, and because we've been able to meet outside, we've also been able to sing. And I had this really lovely encounter back in May 
where a 25-year-old young woman came to Tube Station. And she'd waited till the end of the end of the end of the service, and I could just see that she had some sort of question. And so I came and sat with her, and I said, why have you come to church today? And she said, in these last 18 months, and actually much longer than the la in these last five years, I've been really far from God. And I wonder if he would still welcome me home. And those of us who know Jesus, we know that the answer to that question is always. But God gave me this picture for her that for all her life she'd grown up in the living room of faith. And she'd sat by the roaring fire and there was warm and welcome. And in these last few years, she'd simply wandered out into the gardens. <laughs> she was never outside of the presence of her father who loves her. And just like we see in the beautiful story of the prodigal son, her father's arms were welcomed towards her. And there is for some today just this reminder needed. Your father's arms are wide open towards you. There is no place or activity or pain or wound. There is no longing of these last seasons that he is not present to you with. And we read then in this passage, these beautiful words about Jesus, that Christ became among you a servant to the family of God, that he might show forth God's faithfulness. I love this picture of the character of Jesus, that he came to be among us as the one who serves. Just imagine that when you drove into this showground, that Prince Charles was directing the traffic <laughs> and telling you where to park your car. And then imagine you went to the cafes and Joe Biden was there just to serve you a cup of coffee. <laughs> and Kamala Harris was doing the dishes in the back. And Tom Cruise, instead of just parking his yacht in Cornwall to film Mission Impossible number 42, <laughs> moved in all the chairs for this session. We laugh because, of course, Tom Cruise will hopefully just come here about Jesus. <laughs> but I don't think he's going to move any chairs if he comes. The character of our God among us, the King of all the universe, the Lord of heaven and earth is the one who came among us as a servant. Who loved his own life not even unto death, and who gave his life for us. And as it says in scripture, not even for a righteous man would one dare to die, but Jesus has shown his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ has died for us. The beauty of the gospel message is that our God did not wait until we were perfect and ready and polished, but he came among us as a suffering servant 
and demonstrated his love towards us. And this passage then says that when we understand the depth of our God's suffering and serving love towards us, that it causes us to sing. That the response of our hearts is a praise of his name, a rejoicing and extolling. That the root of Jesse will come and when he comes, in him even the Gentiles will hope. Our theme this weekend is that our God is a God of hope. And I looked up the very simple definition of the word hope, and it was these words. To hope is to expect with confidence. For the Creation Fest Big Weekend, I no longer have any idea what stage we will be using, but I expect with confidence that the presence of Jesus will be among us. Amen? <laughs> there are places in our lives where we need and expect to see the healing presence of Jesus Christ, and I expect with confidence that wherever two or three are gathered together, there our God is with us. And the final passage, the final scripture that I'll read this morning is these beautiful words from Romans chapter 15, verse 13. And I'm going to read them and then pray them over us. May the God of hope fill you with all joy, with all peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. And I'm going to invite Joe and the worship team to come back up. And as we do, we're just going to lead into a little bit of a time of ministry in these words. And the beauty of the promise of this passage is, first of all, we're told the God of hope, this is the character of who God already is towards us. That this God of hope fills you with all joy and with all peace. I don't have a better testimony for you than to say that eight weeks ago we had to cut 100,000 pounds out of our budget and almost canceled this event. And 24 hours ago we found out that windstorms were coming that could potentially blow away every human And this morning, in a way that is not false or artificial, I can say to you that God has filled my heart with such joy and peace in believing. And I have seen the followers of Jesus filled with that same unspeakable supernatural joy, even though it makes no sense. <laughs> And it says in this passage that this happens by the power of the Holy Spirit. We don't need fancy music or fun lighting. But may I proclaim over you that the power of the Holy Spirit is present among us. And I'm just going to invite you to take a moment 
And just have a little word with the Holy Spirit. For some of you, it might have been a little while since you've created some space to hear from him. There's something about the posture of our hearts and our minds and our souls that I believe God wants to shift so that we can receive all that he has for us this weekend. And I'm just gonna name one specific area. Some of us are coming into this weekend carrying a lot. You're carrying disappointment. At the plans that changed and left you with some bitter and broken edges. You're carrying the wounds of some people who've let you down. There's some people here whose marriages have ended in the last 18 months. Some of you have lost a family member and you didn't get to say goodbye. Some of you lost babies and no one knew. Some of you just lost hope. Take a moment with the Holy Spirit and have a conversation And the word of this passage is that the God of hope, the God who is present with us, promises to fill our hearts with joy, to give us the peace of his presence. He does these things by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then he causes us to overflow with hope. And I'm gonna give a couple of clear invitations this morning because I like to give invitations. If you don't know the power of Jesus here today, and you'd like to receive the presence of the God of peace and joy, I'm just gonna invite you to stand up where you are, to give you the invitation to say, I want to know this God. And if there's any here who would like to do that today, to invite, the presence of the God of hope into their lives. Just gonna ask you to stand. And I'm gonna ask those of us who are followers of Jesus to join me in saying these words together. God of hope, 
Try that again. God of hope. I invite your presence into my life. I leave behind my burdens. And I pray for the peace of your Holy Spirit. I invite you, Jesus, to make yourself at home in my heart. Amen. Welcome to the family of God. <laughs>